Hello, brothers and sisters. It's your friend, Brother Derek, with you one more time. Ready to entertain you, to have fun with you. Uh, just kicking this word around like we're hanging out or something like that. Look look at it like you're just hanging out with Brother D. You know, there's no pressure on you. There's, there's no religiosity. You see what I'm saying? we just hanging out, fellowshipping over the word of God. So let me bless you. Father, I bless every person that is hearing my words. And Lord, let them feel my love for them one by one coming through this microphone. Let the love, Lord, from heaven, Lord, that you have put upon me, the love, Lord, that you have for them individually, let it flow into their inner man. Cause all rejection. I speak to the spirits of rejection. And I command all rejection to leave you now in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I declare over you that you are accepted in the beloved. Somebody quote that scripture where it says you, you are accepted in the beloved. Say it. Make it personal. Say, I am accepted in the beloved. Say it one more time. Say, I am accepted in the beloved. Say, I am greatly loved by my God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Say, I'm greatly beloved by the Father and my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See, God loves you. The Lord Jesus loves you. He died for you. But it's only real to you as you meditate on it. I was teaching my 10-year-old what meditation means. I don't know. I just, out of the blue, I said, uh, meditation, I think I had her read Psalms 27. And uh, then I started teaching them how David meditated on the word day and night. And Elizabeth said, Dad, what does meditation mean? I said, that means to say over and over again. Like if I does, and I gave an example, I say, well, I want you to meditate on your timetables to learn your timetables. I said, what that mean? She said, say over and over again. I said, that's correct. Say your timetables over and over again. And when you say it over and over again, it's going to make you remember your timetables. You know, you start meditating from a child. You start saying, when you're, when you're a youngster, you start saying A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You're meditating the alphabet to cause the alphabet to come into your consciousness. Well, you have to do the same thing for the word of God. You can remember scripture, but you remember it by meditating that scripture. So if it's a particular promise of God you need, such as healing, you have to meditate on healing. So if you don't meditate on it, it's hard to get that. It's hard to build faith for that without meditation. Faith is built by meditation. My message is the prayer of faith. That's what I'm talking about this week, the prayer of faith. And your faith is built up by meditation. When you meditate scripture or, should I say, say the scriptures over and over and over again, you build a strength in that particular area into your spirit. Just like you can overwork. You ever seen somebody who, who always worked on the upper body and they never worked on the lower body? Or they always worked on the lower body and never worked on the upper body? They'll be big down low and, and small up top or vice versa. 
Well, if you always work on your natural body by eating all the time uh, uh, um, to make it overweight or working on your natural body by exercising all the time, by making it strong, but you never work on your spirit by meditation, a spiritual workout is meditation. You lift weights in the spirit by saying scripture over and over and over again until it builds a strength into your spirit, man. I'll tell somebody who's battling with righteousness to take 2 Corinthians 5 and 21 and say, and meditate that scripture for a week, two weeks, a month. Take that particular scripture where it says, God made Jesus to be sin, who knew no sin, that you might be made the righteousness of God in him. You should take that scripture and read that scripture over and over again until you build a strength in that area. And then I don't care who's preaching. They won't be able to tell you you're not saved. You would know that God made Jesus to be sin for your sin. And you would know that you are the righteousness of God in him. And when you know you are righteous, you can pray the prayer of faith. We're talking about the prayer of faith this week. What is the prayer of faith? How to pray the prayer of faith? Hallelujah. Where your faith is built by meditation, by saying scripture over and over and over again. And then once you meditate that scripture, when you pray, you're going to have a strength in your prayer because you simply believe what you're praying. That's all it is. You believe what you're praying. If you hadn't spent time in fellowship with the word, and saying that scripture over and over and over again, you simply are going through the motions. The word is is still inspired, but you have not released that inspiration in your life until you have developed a muscle. See, the weights are still weights. But if you hadn't lifted that weight on your shoulders or your arms or your chest long enough, you hadn't lifted enough to develop that muscle. And when you get ready to play against Blunt High School or Alabama, you see what I'm saying? All the New Orleans Saints, you're going to be in trouble because you have not developed your, your your natural muscle. The same thing works in the spiritual. James, the first chapter in that verse one, it says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy. When you fall into divers temptation. That was Brother Curry at work. He likes to say, count it all joy. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Now, after you develop that faith muscle, or you haven't developed it, you're going to have a trial, right? That's what the book says. Your faith is going to be tried. Whether it be in sickness, whether it be in finances, whether it be in the marriage, or whether it be with your children, whatever it is. Your faith is going to get tried, right? Knowing this, that the trial of your faith will get patience. Now, see, if your faith hadn't been developed, you're going to start saying things opposite to what the Word of God says, and you'll release faith in unbelief instead of releasing faith in the Word of God. See, faith works both ways. Unbelief is, is faith in the opposite. That's all. So in verse 4, it said, Let patience have a perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So you got to stay in faith, believe what the word says, and mutter. I'll say over and over and over again, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, or what the word says, I am healed by his stripes. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am accepted. I don't care if you try to tell me nobody likes me. I am accepted by, by the Lord. 
it don't matter if natural people don't like me. I am accepted by the Lord. Many things people do really is to be accepted. When you see people getting naked on Facebook and Instagram and, and doing pornography and all, they they trying to be accepted. And they, they want to be accepted. They know a lot of people want to see that. That's why they do it, to have a lot of friends. We have verse 4, but let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect and entire won't nothing. We in James, the first chapter, verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and upbraid it not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, but he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Let's say somebody practice verse 5, where it says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Now, if you ask God for wisdom, suppose you pray a prayer. Lord, I pray that you give me wisdom. Well, you need to graduate to 1 Corinthians 1 and 30 after you done prayed that prayer. You need to begin thanking the Lord that he has already given to you. You need to quote 1 Corinthians 1 and 30 where it says, Jesus is made unto me wisdom. So after you to ask them one time for it, you need to forever confess that you have it. See, Jesus has made unto me wisdom. You don't have to ask for wisdom over and over and over again. You ask them one time, now you confess that you have it. Jesus has made unto me wisdom. Jesus has made unto me wisdom. Lord, I've already asked, and now Jesus has made unto me wisdom. And that's the prayer of faith. You pray it one time, and the rest of your prayers, is confirming what you either have written in the word, what you've already asked, and you just put your receive on by confessing and thanking God that you have it. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hello, brothers and sisters. We're talking about the prayer of faith. You know, I want to chit-chat with you a little bit. Glad to be with you once again as the the rain is falling while I'm recording this message. Open the floodgates of heaven, Holy Father, and let the rain the anointing of Jesus Christ fall upon the land. Not only the natural rain, but let the spiritual rain fall. Edify us, Lord, with fresh meat from heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Prepare the bread, Father, in my spirit and cause it to be released, Lord, unto your children. Glory. Let's go to James, the first chapter. And let's start at the sixth verse, the fifth verse. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and upbraid it not. And it shall be given him. It shall be given him. When you ask for wisdom, Believe that you have received it before you have it. Believe that you received it before you have it. The way you do that, you simply say, I have it, before you know you have it. And you know you have it because you ask. Because it is written, whatever you ask the Father in the name of Jesus Christ, he will do it. The Lord watches over his word to perform it. So if the word of God says, 
whatever you ask the Father in the name of Jesus Christ, he would do it. He's going to watch over that word to perform it. Next, you ask the Lord for wisdom. Now, remember the Lord watches over his word to perform it. You ask him for wisdom. And he has already written that whatever you ask the Father in the name of Jesus Christ, you would do it. So you, you prayed the prayer, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, fill me with the spirit of wisdom. So he watches over his word to perform it. So that means you can ask the Father in the name of Jesus Christ. That means he has to do it. So it says if you, when you ask the God, it said it shall be given him. So you have to already say that you have it before you have it because God cannot lie. Verse 6, it says, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Now, I heard people say they pray for their healing. And they're trying to believe. In other words, they hadn't really believed. They're trying to believe. It's different than believing and trying to believe. Trying to believe means that you don't believe. See? It means that you don't believe. Your confession reveals that you don't believe. You see, I'm trying to get my healing. Your confession believes that you don't already believe you're healed. Now, I'm not saying it to be condemnatory. I'm saying this to grow your faith. Faith says, the word says I'm healed. My God, I'm healed. I don't care what the x-ray say. I don't care what my body say. I don't care what my mind say. Other word, I'm not sense ruled. I'm not body ruled. I'm only ruled by the word of God, for the Lord watches over his word to perform it. And the word of God says that I'm already healed by the stripes of the Lord Jesus. And my God, I receive it, Lord Jesus. I receive the healing that you've given me. Lord Jesus, I receive that healing, and I am healed. Glory. And when the pain comes, say, Lord Jesus, I don't care what my body say. I thank you that I'm healed. When the thoughts come, say, Lord Jesus, I don't care what my mind say, but I thank you I'm healed. See, verse 6 says, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. We're talking about the prayer of faith. Let them ask in faith. Nothing wavering. See, wavering is to say that you're healed and say, well, I, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe the Lord. See, that's wavering. I didn't even finish the statement, you know. it. That's wavering. When you start talking that way, you're wavering. Let them ask in faith. Nothing wavering. For he that wavering is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Many times I done prayed for people that are sick at the hospital. And I hear the family members, they have a terrible confession. They haven't been taught faith. Some of them Christians. And they release a lot of unbelief. You can't be there all the time. You'll go and pray the prayer of faith. But you can just sense that spirit of unbelief where they whispering, Papa, you can go and die, or so forth and so on, different ones. Or, Grandma, you can go and die. We're we going to be all right. Well, I'm praying that they be healed. You're praying that they die. You're not doing it on purpose. You're doing it unawares. And I didn't sense it just through the years. I've prayed many people through the years. 
and the doctor, and, and I understand how it comes because the doctor sometimes come in with a bad diagnosis. Now, look, I, you know, if a person elderly, that might be a little different. They might want to go home. But I'm talking about people who ain't elderly or they don't want to go home. See, one time I was praying for a guy. And I said, what you want the Lord to do? He said, that I could die with pride. I said, no, we don't want to pray that way. Uh, I'm praying that he get healed. One of my friend of mine, both of us went over there together praying that he be healed. And he lingered for a month. And I go by once a week to check on him. And one time I went and checked on him. He was still living, but he was laying in the bed. And I walked to the user restroom. I heard him say, what's taking so long? And then that gave me a, a key. And I asked his wife, I said, I said, he wants to die. I said, my prayer is keeping him alive, my intercession. He want to go home, and I'm keeping him alive. And I told her, she said, I know. I said, well, we got to let him go. And when I left, I said, I said, you got to let him go. And then, and I left. I said, in the name of Jesus, I release him. He died the next day. See, his faith has to be in agreement with your faith, or you'll have him in limbo. Now, see, if he wanted to be healed, his faith matched up with my faith. The only thing I would have had to do is teach him to hold fast to his confession. Don't never, don't never confess death. Don't never agree with the doctor. If you ever get a bad diagnosis where they give you certain amount of time to live, so forth and so on, never agree with it. Always agree with the word. I said never agree with them. I said never agree with them. I said never agree with them. Whose report are you going to believe? I said never agree with them. Always agree with the word of God. What the word of God says, by his stripes you're healed. You shall, you shall not die. Never agree with the natural. If you see your bank account low, always agree with the word. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. That word won't mean lack. Always agree with the word of God. Always agree with the word. Never agree with your, your senses, your sight, your hearing, what you've heard, what you can taste, smell. Never agree with the natural, with the flesh. Never agree with the soulless realm or the mind, will, and emotion. Never agree with your emotions. Never agree with the mind. Never agree with your will unless your will is the will of God. You know, people say, I gave him a piece of my mind. Well, that ain't good unless you have developed your mind by reading the word. Let this mind be in you also, which was in Christ Jesus. If you hadn't renewed your mind with the word, you don't need to give them a piece of that. You need to give them a piece of the word. We're just shooting the breeze, y'all. But it said, let them ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavered, it is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. What you do is, I don't care how it look. If you've been confessing that you're a millionaire, you need to confess that with $2 in your pocket and don't change. Don't change, because all of a sudden it'll happen. When it going to happen? I don't know. If you'll slow it down, if you waver, if you start saying, well, you know what? Five years have passed. This ain't working. You just you just undid what you've been trying to do. See, don't waver. For he that wavered is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Don't be driven with every wind. Don't be driven with the wind like the sea. Don't be driven with the waves like the sea with every wind of doctrine. Don't change with the winds of men, with the winds of doctrine. But look, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. You got the faith on the inside of you to walk on water. 
You got the faith on the inside of you to take a coin out of the mouth of a fish. You have world overcoming faith on the inside of you. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Glory to the Lamb of God. I'm glad to be with you to chit-chat with your brothers and sisters one more time. Glory, I love you. I hope you're enjoying my messages because I appreciate you listening. Glory, hallelujah. May God's best be your portion. May God's faith be your portion. May the faith of God be on the inside of you. I decree over you that you're highly favored, that you're blessed, that you are overcomer. Glory, that you're seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That the word of God is coming real unto your soul, unto your inner man. You're blessed, you're highly favored, you're more than conquerors in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's go back to James, the first chapter. We're talking about the prayer of faith. Verse 10, it says, verse 9, James 1 and 9 it said, let the brother of low degree rejoice and that he is exalted. How many people took that as a as a meditation? I never have to, right before I got ready to do this message, I saw that. You know, some of you might think, well, you're nothing. You might, you might feel like you're overlooked. You might not have been the star basketball player or the star cheerleader. But, you know, the word of God says, let the person of low degree rejoice. You know, be obedient. You'll you, you read that as it, just, this is how you put it into action. Let me show you. See, faith without works is dead. Let's suppose a person felt like they was of a low degree, right? And then they read it and say, let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted. The way you act on that word, if you that person, you say, hallelujah, glory be to God. You started, you just act on it. You just do what the word says. That's what faith, that's how you release your faith. You simply do what the word says. If, the, if, if, if you keep reading the Psalms over and over and over again, praise the Lord, praise, read the Psalm. David was always talking about, I extol thee. You know, extol means praise with extravagant praise. Or, I exalt thee. I praise you. Bless the Lord. A lot of those Psalms talked about praise. David had a revelation that praising the Lord was equivalent to giving a sacrifice to the Lord. Because the Old Testament, they gave a sweet savor, which was a natural animal on there with a sacrifice. But see, we don't have to put an animal on the altar to burn him because Jesus has already been burned. Glory, hallelujah, for our sins. He has already paid for our sins, died for our sins, shed blood for our sins. So the way we offer that sacrifice now is we praise Jesus. We lift up the name of the Lord. Glory. So when you read praise ye the Lord, you simply put it to action. See, faith without works is dead. You simply say, Lord Jesus, I praise you. Lord Jesus, I glorify you. You might take five to ten minutes just praising the Lord. Just do it. Like Nike say, just do it. Just do it by faith. Glory. If you don't feel nothing after you done did it, do it again. You don't have to feel anything. you in obedience to God. I done laid hands on people who didn't got healed who didn't feel anything, and I done laid hands on people who got healed who felt fire go through their body and heat and stuff like that. I done seen it happen both ways. They done felt it. Some felt it. Some didn't feel a thing. So it's not based on what you feel. It's not based off the senses. 
is based off obedience to the word of God. If the word of God says, and it does say this, when praises go up, blessings come down, God inhabits the praises of his people. When the, when the word of God says this, if you want God to inhabit you, if you want God to visitate you, be obedient. Act upon what it says. We're talking about the prayer of faith. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Let's drop down in the first chapter of James. At verse 22, it says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self, selves. Just like I was saying, you have to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. When you read in, in Mark, the fourth chapter, when it says the sower soweth the word, when you read in, in the book of Proverbs, when you say the power of death and life is in the tongue and you refuse to release life out of your mouth, or you, or you release life <laughs> and then mix it with death, you say, I'm healed, and you say, well, I don't know if it works. Then you're double-minded. You're releasing life and death. You're not doing the word then. You're doing the word in reverse. See? Hold fast to your profession of faith without wavering. <clears throat> How you be a doer of the word? By professing the word without wavering. See? Christianity is called a great confession. <clears throat> Some of the old people call it that. And it's true. Because if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Christ from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Well, suppose you say, well, I read that, but I don't want to confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Well, you won't be saved because you're not a doer of the word. Him that is a doer of the word shall be blessed in his deed, not just a hearer. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Don't deceive yourself. Don't think you can release God's power without confession and profession. Don't think that you can build your spirit man up without confession of the word and profession of the word. Don't think you can obtain the promises of God without holding fast to your profession, without confessing the word. Don't think you're going to receive from God without using your mouth in prayer to profess and confess the word because you're not. You, you're you deceiving yourself. If you say, I don't like to talk, well, you ain't got to talk. The Bible say, be, be um, in a couple of scriptures up there, it say, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man working not the righteousness of God. But it does say, hold fast in your profession of faith. So you got to talk. Let your talking become the gospel. Let your words become prayer. If you don't like to talk, they say, well, I'm shy. Well, you better learn how to pray, though. You can be shy and don't talk, but you better learn how to talk and pray. And one man told me one time, he said, he prayed in his mind because he didn't want the devil to hear him. I pray out loud because I want the devil to hear me. I'm letting them know that no man steals from me. No man steals from my wife. No man steals from my children. My house is blessed, and I'm highly favored. No man steals from me. The blessings of the Lord is upon us, making us rich and adding no sorrow. We're blessed, and we're highly favored. You have to open your mouth. You have to be a doer of the word and don't deceive yourself. Deceiving yourself is knowing 
that the power over death and life is in the tongue and not releasing life and releasing and having a double mind. You're deceiving yourself if you think that you're going to obtain promises from God without spending time confessing the word. You're deceiving yourself. You think you can go day by day without confessing that word, laying your eyes on that word, hearing that word, because faith coming by hearing. People might say, well, I pray for faith. I wish I had your faith. No, you, you can get it. Just hear the word. I have to hear it. I have to, to confess it too. Get your own faith. You know, you you know, most of you'll go buy your own car. You'll go get your own husband, your own wife, your own car, your own lights, gas, water. Well, well, go get your own faith. Go get your own faith. You know, one place he told a virgin when when he shut the door, five of them was wise and five of five of them was foolish, right? Well, the foolish one, when the, when the when the judgment came, the foolish version wanted to buy from the five wise. They said, uh-uh, go get your own oil. See, you got to go go get your own confessions. You got to you got to study the scriptures. You got to you got to read. I I gave you enough. You don't need that many. You start on what you know. Confess what you know. Confess what you know. Develop that. Be a powerhouse in that. Verse twenty four. We got James the first chapter. It says, "For he that beholdeth himself." For he beholded himself and go his way and straightway forget it what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein and being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. Well, I skipped one by mistake, verse 23. It says, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholding himself and go his way and straightway forgetting what manner of man he was. See, when you read the word, it shows you who you really are. You're not that old person. You are who the who the word say he is or, you, or her is. Be blessed. I got a lot to say. I'm out of time. Well, little brothers and sisters, it's a great day. I'm glad to be with you once again. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're talking about the prayer of faith. So you're blessed. You're highly favored. You're more than conquerors. You're already healed. You're already seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You have already overcome. You just have to declare the end from the beginning. For you are all faith children of a faith God declaring the end. From the beginning. For God said the Lamb of God, who is the Lord Jesus Christ, he was slain before the foundation of the world. Let me say that again. Now I want you to catch it with your spirit. Jesus was slain before the world was created. In other words, it was already in the mind of God and it was confessed and decreed what was going to happen before it happened. That's how this thing worked. Whatever you desire in your life, say that's what you are, and you will become what you say. Whatever you don't desire to be, don't say it. Don't confess it. Don't mutter it or meditate on it. Do you know Paul released this revelation and many people catch it? Paul said that the law made sin come alive. 
the focusing on sin makes sin get stronger. When when a person has a bunch of uh, things they're telling you not to do, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, it actually makes that sin come alive in you and it gives it strength where you can't defeat it. The more somebody preach on something bad, the more that thing come alive in you. But you know, if you if you reveal to a person how righteous they are, they start seeing themselves as righteous and they don't meditate on unrighteousness and they won't do it. If 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 I could get somebody to listen to me, I could take a man on dope and I keep telling him that he's righteous, that he's righteous, that he's righteous. And I get him to meditate on how righteous he is. And once I get him to meditate on how righteous he is, he will forget that he was a drug addict. That's why they have to get these people in the rehab because they got to get them out of the same atmosphere so they can reveal to them who they really are to cause who they are to come into manifestation, who they should be, who they supposed to be. Well, people miss it is they take a person born again and tell them how ugly they are and how sinful they are, and they make that come alive, and that person can never develop spiritually. Hallelujah. Well, let's, we're still in James, the first chapter. Verse 23, it says, For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forget it what manner of man he was. Now, this talking about a man being a hero of the word and not a doer is like a man beholding his natural face in a glass. In other words, a man looking at himself in the mirror, and then when he leaves, he forget it who he is. He forget it who he is. He forget that that he got an afro. He forget uh, uh, that that he tall. Or he forget who he is. He behold it, and then he go and forget what manner of man he was. He forget that he's a king and priest. You know, in the book of Proverbs, it said it's not for kings, O Lemuel, to drink wine. You know, kings don't drink wine. My name Derek King. And I ain't talking about a natural king. I'm talking about kings and priests of the Lord. It's not for kings to drink wine. Go read it in Proverbs, around the 30th chapter. It's not for kings to drink wine. Now, that looking at a mirror is looking in the word. The word of God reveals what manner of man you is. Because you're not a natural man anymore. You are a spirit. You're made in the image and likeness of God. What is God? God is a spirit. If you're made in his image and likeness, you are a spirit. And it's not for kings. You are kings and priests. It's not for kings to drink wine. That's what your mirror said, which is the word. You look into this and you find out what matter of man you is. Just like you look in the natural mirror and find out how you look in the natural, you look in the word of God and find out how you look in the spirit. That's what it's saying. I heard Coach Scoda minister on this one time. And I'm bringing it a slightly different way, but I enjoyed it. And never saw that revelation. Verse verse 25, it says, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, not the law of condemnation, the perfect law of liberty, and continue therein, he being not a forgetful hearer. You know, you can hear that you heal and forget. You can hear that you righteous and forget. How do you stop 
forgetting those things by meditation. We're talking about the prayer of faith. When you meditate on the word, first you look in the law of liberty, which is this word of God, what I'm preaching to you, teaching you. Whosoever looking into the perfect law of liberty and continue there, you got to continue day by day in this thing. Continue there. Continue. Not look at this scripture or scripture that you've been having trouble with. Look at it for two days and then don't look at it no more for two years. No, whosoever look at it to the perfect law of liberty and continue it therein, he being not a forgetful hearer. How does faith come? Faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. But a doer of this work, say right now, I'm building my faith right now. Say it. Say it. I'm building my faith. But a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Whosoever looking into the perfect law of liberty, I'm looking at it now. You're looking at it. And continue therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Verse 26, if any man among you seem to be religious and bridle not his tongue, but deceive in his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Now, that could be a twofold meaning. See, when, when, when the devil get ready to tell you that you don't have what the words say you have, it says by his stripes you're healed, and you begin to say, well, the Lord do it different ways and got some excuse excuse with your tongue. So you got to brighter that tongue and don't let that tongue say anything contrary to the word. You got to hold fast to that profession of faith until the until everything else line up into manifestation. You got to keep saying what the words say until it line up. And is see because it's in the process of lining up. And if you don't brighten your tongue and say the wrong thing, you're gonna unalign it. You're gonna make it come out of order because the power is in your words. Great power is in your words. Great authority is in your word. Hallelujah. James 2 and at verse 17. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. We're in James 2 and at verse 17. Faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works and I will show thee my faith by my works. See, when you release faith, it's going to produce the outcome. When faith is released over and over and over again, other words, holding fast to your profession of the desired thing and not wavering, it's going to produce the right outcome. And when that outcome comes, they can see that your faith is at work. Paul was telling, uh, James was right. He said, a man may say he have faith, James said he got some works to show you that he have faith. He said, show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. A person might say they have faith, but if you don't see the results of their faith, they don't have it. See, you have to continue to hold fast to your confession without wavering. Abraham believed God. That's why in verse 21 it says, was not Abraham our father justified by works? When he offered Isaac his son upon the altar, 
he believed God. He knew God was going to raise him from the dead because God had already told him that he was going to bless his seed through Isaac. See? So he'll do whatever God said he said do because he believed in that was his works, to, to be obedient to the command. Got a lot to say. I'm out of time. Be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters. Glad to be with you once again to talk about the prayer of faith, to chit-chat, shoot the breeze with you, to, to have fun. I have fun with this. You know, kicking that word around, seeing what God said in his word, enjoying one another. You know, it's just like I can look you in your eyes and like I'm in the room with you. That's how I feel. feel like we uh real brothers and sisters, real, real family. And I, I pray God's blessings upon you. I release his favor, his shalom, his grace upon you. Let it be so, his peace in the name of Jesus Christ. James, the fifth chapter, and at the 14th verse, is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Years ago, I put this scripture in the practice. It was no rain in the forecast. It was very hot at work. And um I said, man, I don't know. I said, Lord, I need I need some rain. It was it was hot. I'm out delivering mail. I said, I just need to cool out. I need some rain. And I did like Elijah. If Elijah can pray that it don't rain, I can pray that it does rain because the Bible says he's a man of like passions. That means that God is not a respect of persons. I think sometimes the racists don't realize that that God is not a respect of persons. You know, they have organizations with white pride, organizations with black power, organizations with Jew pride, organizations with gay pride. Everybody want to be prideful of their group. Uh, we we Baptists, we Methodists, we Presbyterian, we Holiness, we Lutheran, uh, we Apostolic. Everybody got pride with their group. But you know what? Jesus is not a respected person. I remember one time Peter had a vision. God told him to slay and eat. He told the Lord, I hadn't eaten anything common or unclean. He he was still under the mindset that he was special because he was a Jew. 
But if you read the writings of Paul, Paul, Paul will show you that all that stuff he learned under the law, all that stuff he counted it dumb. And Paul was sent to the Gentiles to bring us into a high revelation of Christ. Now, I said all that to say this. If Elijah, see, a lot of people might think, well, he did that because he was a prophet. He was a liar. He was caught up to heaven. The Bible says he was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he said he prayed that it might not rain. It didn't. And he prayed that it did rain. It did. Well, it wasn't in the rain to forecast. I prayed about all oh, rain come. I kept saying rain come and praying, praying, praying earnestly. You know, it came and, and, and thunderstorm like I don't know what. I think I watched the news that night just to see what they were going to say. They were shocked a few years ago. For years, I used to go pray over the Gulf until last year or whatever that the storms would be held at bay. The storms would come up to the, to the to the shore sometime, like they're going to get close, and it'll fizzle out or it'll turn. And they started trying to invent a new word for that. They didn't know what it was. I knew what it was. It was called prayer. It was called a prayer of faith. Why I'm saying all these things? What I'm saying is you've got the same power on the inside of you. you got the same power on the inside of you. You need to become an elder. Raise your expectation. See, the prayer, this kind of prayer is for a baby Christian. Is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church because, see, they still baby Christians. Or they old, older Christians hadn't developed their spirit. Well, you let them call for these grown men that have developed their spirit, grown men, I'm saying, concerning the faith, and let them pray over him, anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. The reason they got anointed with oil is because they're praying for a sense knowledge person. And when the person that's faith is weak, when they when they see the oil laid on them, and they can feel the oil, when they see the hands laid on they can feel the hands or feel the fire coming out of their hands, it's going to make their faith uh, jump up. Now, another level of faith, which is what the elders should have, they told Jesus, one of the guys who was full of faith, he said, you just speak the word only and I'll be all right. He didn't need Jesus to come and put the oil and lay the hands and do something in the physical. He needed him to speak the word because he was at a higher level of faith. Now I'm saying all that, not to condemn, saying all this for your learning. So you'll learn that it's different levels of faith and that you can get started developing your faith on that higher rim. One rim is you got to get everything by the land on the hand. Another rim is you can get it by the spoken word. Now, whoever chooses to develop themselves, whoever, see, it's neither Jew or Greek, it's neither male or female, uh, bond, skinny, Paul said all this. He said there ain't none of that no more. Uncircumcised, no circumcised, none of that. One place Paul said, he said, I'm scared of you. He said, you observe days and months. See, when Paul's in the Jews' religion, he said he profited more than all of them because he kept the law. He said he was blameless concerning the law. He was a Pharisee. But when he got when he when he got Christ and learned that he was under different covenant, when he learned he didn't have to keep the Sabbath day. See, he, he learned that the that the Ten Commandments was, was null and void. That Jesus gave them a new command. I'd heard I'd heard Gentiles tell me they just keep the Ten Commandments. I'd be like, Lord have mercy, they still lost. 
They're under sense knowledge, under the old covenant. We're under a new covenant. Jesus gave two commandments. Love the Lord thy God, all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love thy neighbor as thyself. He said, a new commandment I give you. So I don't know why I'm saying all these things, but I just noticed that a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people try to come up with different <clears throat> rules and regulations, no matter who they are, whether they go to this church, that church, for salvation. And it's by the blood of Jesus. And that hinders your faith. You can't pray the prayer of faith and you say, well, uh, yesterday I just missed it because I ate a sweet potato pie. And I know I overindulged. Or whatever people had to convict them of something to make them think they're unworthy. That's why I'm saying all these things. Don't try to put more burdens on yourself than what Jesus put on you. The burden of the Lord is not a burden. He said his yoke is easy. His burden is light. So the prayer of faith, these the people who remember when Jesus said, these signs shall follow them believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink in a daily thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. See what I'm saying? You can speak You can speak the word over the phone. I just spoke the word over the phone and cast demons out of people. I just spoke the word over the phone and got people healed. What I'm saying is it's according to the level of faith, the prayer of faith. Faith is a complete confidence in someone or something and is only developed by your confession. You will never rise above your confession. So don't think yourself to be inferior. Don't think because you're black, you're inferior. Don't think because you're white, you're inferior. Don't think because you're Jew, you're inferior or superior. So I'm saying think you're inferior. Some of you think because your color makes you superior. Some people think they black, they superior. Some people think they white, they superior, or whatever. Don't think that away. Let every man be lowly, esteeming the other man higher than himself. Be blessed. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great day.